Hey, I think there's uh, there's two things I want to talk to you about. I'm not sure if they like this is the show. I want to talk about Twitter's new Ooh, yeah. redesign this thing, but like the new typeface and new UI tweaks. And also, I want to talk to you about this reignited flame war over Electron in the uh, whole one password story. No, Rafa, I was trying to avoid this so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bringing me into this? <laughs> I don't want to. No, I don't want to break your your streak of avoid avoidance. Oh, so so, <laughs> so pure. <if> <laughs> You're bringing me over to the dark side. For, yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that. No, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Th- this is what we do for for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, this is our job, right? We get our hands dirty. <laughs> we're not journalists, but we're podcasters, so we have to we have to touch the drama. Of course, you know, of course, of course. Give people what they want. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we should we talk about it? Let's get into it. Cool. W- where do you want to start? Let's start with Twitter. Okay. Hi, Twitter. Twitter uh, has a new typeface and some um, new design things. The way they're ruling this out is interesting. As I think Twitter is the most unique, not to call it like the weirdest, <laughs> unique <laughs> products at rolling out features. It's like so spread out. <laughs> like So I think right now, if you use the iOS app, there's a lot of things that have changed. If you use the web client, it's mostly like the typography in, in some like color things. And if you use Android, I actually don't think anything has changed. Or maybe just the font. I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> it was it's kind of funny. Um, some website posted an article that was like, Twitter's new font makes people sick or gives people a headache or whatever. <laughs> uh <laughs> And I saw someone who posted this, and I was like, uh, and they're, they're like, oh, see, this is proof that Twitter can't do anything right. And I'm just like, seriously? Like, that is the probably the worst take. Uh, but uh-huh. then I saw some, I guess, some user, some random person post on Twitter, hey, here's a screenshot of what Twitter's new font looks like on my Android phone. Ooh. <laughs> And it was a jumbled mess. Like the, like some characters are bigger than others, and they're like offset. It kind of ended up looking like the SpongeBob font, right? With like capital, like lowercase letter, capital, <laughs> lowercase letter, uh-huh. capital, lowercase letter. So maybe Twitter did fuck up this launch. I don't know. <laughs> Android, am I right? One update later. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, the <laughs> new font has been rolled out to some Android devices, which is like what caused probably these articles. But honestly, there's nothing particularly wrong with the font itself. I think it's maybe more of the rendering in a particular version of Android. Uh, I have to say, by the way, like for Android users, I understand. I see your pain. I don't feel it that much. <laughs> But you know, I've only used Android for like two weeks. <laughs> I see your pain. I hate. I hate that this is the case. Uh, yeah, whatever. I think it's it's less excusable for companies of the size of Twitter. But still, I understand. It's bad. I, I wish th- this didn't happen. I just want to say, not not in defense of product teams or whatever, but as someone who also now is working on an Android app amongst a lot of other platforms, one factor that you as a user might not take into account is and 
I speak for myself. I do not speak for my fellow Android engineers. <laughs> Their developer tools are not as pleasant. <laughs> well, that is the nicest way you could possibly say this. Like simulators and just the whole... Oh, my God. Maybe I'm just like used to other things and it's different for me. But, oh, my God. Like, it's, it's bad. I, I see a lot of people just like testing on iOS because like it's a better easier simulator to work on anyway just saying whoa that was a sidetrack uh okay so yeah we're not here to bash on androids no not not today at least <laughs> um this is not helping your case later when we talk about electron so do you want to describe what this redesign looks like sure i know i would do a terrible job at explaining what this is so <laughs> oh me too I, I i haven't read any announcements or 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 went through any change log or whatever but purely from like uh, observationally uh, what I saw is there's a new typeface. Uh, it's called Chirp. It's like a custom Twitter, like they commissioned a new custom typeface, which it appears to be very, very close <laughs> to GT America. It's uh, like a couple of very small. I do wonder, like someone posted the uh, sort of, you know how they stack like the two yeah, the different. Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, is it just to say that it's a bit different? Because, like, it's a tiny hairline of a difference. Like, who was the person who was like, yeah, so I'm, like, the Twitter font, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm the Twitter font president here. And uh, we, look, listen, we love your font. Like, GT America is amazing. Incredible. The R, though, could it be, like, <laughs> half a hairline to the right? Because I think that's the one thing that's really missing to be, allow us to fully express our brand. And can the, can, the, can the period be a circle instead of a square? That's really important for us. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The, I, we can put this in the show notes. I found it. Eight. Not, not sure if this is the tweet you're talking about, but I found one um yeah it's like incredibly similar i wonder like again for a company this size uh that has properties like everywhere i wonder if it's actually just a better investment to own the font so they they don't have to pay licensing licensing fees or whatever i wonder i wonder if that's part of the motivation here and not necessarily just yeah that's definitely i want a font i kind of feel and i know nothing about uh font licensing by the way but i kind of feel like we're Mm -hmm. entering like this this pretty ridiculous territory right where twitter is like oh we don't want to have to pay an insane amount of money to license gt america therefore we're gonna pay a bunch of money to the company who makes this font to make us essentially an identical version (laughs) of this font so we don't like (sighs) You know, is this just like a different yeah. licensing at this point? Like you're just in a way, it the is. way you're paying for it might be different, right? It's probably a one-off thing. Uh, they're paying- instead of you paying for like a monthly subscription, you pay for a, like a lifetime. Yeah, one in-app purchase, basically. <laughs> but like, let's not fool ourselves here into thinking this is anything other than just changing the terms of the payment to end up working better for a company who plans to use this font for a really long time i do think the name is really cute though i love it yeah this is great and they also have the uh the ligature where if you type uh, what do you type 
chirp bird bird chirp bird icon bird something like that. <laughs> I think we got it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I'm I, I, I'm I'm sure there's a show title somewhere in there. If I slice it correctly, I think it can be funny. I don't know. <laughs> we need yeah, to save this type, audio. <laughs> if you type chirp chirp bird icon birdie, you get the Twitter logo as like a. As as like a thing as like a, a character uh, <laughs> try it now <laughs> uh, we don't do any homework for this show don't we <laughs> nope uh, that's good so anyways, that's good. <laughs> anything else on the font um, yes actually uh, I as a user like looking at the app I don't I don't prefer this over the previous one which again using system uh, like native so i was looking at sf pro i don't think this is an improvement i'm like oh i prefer this i do not but it's like good enough that i don't get annoyed by it right. and that's huge that's saying <laughs> a lot actually because usually when you go like a custom font and especially on v1 you go too hard and it's too custom and then all of a sudden you're just distracted by the font which is not something you want to be um so I think they, they actually did a great job and again it it's it's GT America. It was it's okay. And and I do think it's it brings character to the product in a way that Twitter was always so shy, um you know, from from like really making Twitter super branded, right? Right. Um so I think I think this is a good move for the company. I do think it makes the, the app way more uh unique without really hurting any like like it's not like oh it doesn't feel native anymore or it doesn't it feels out of place on on let's say ios or something uh i don't think it does so i think it's a good move for them whilst also not necessarily preferring it over sf pro but you know i think i think it's a good move i have to say though a bit too small yeah i had to bump i had to bump the the text setting um so this is officially the first time I've done this. I had to go in accessibility or whatever and bump up the font size. So thanks, Twitter, for <laughs> making me feel old. I know I'm in my 30s now, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought I had a couple more years in me. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so someone definitely screwed up the font sizing on this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they kept the exact same font size, but obviously the the X height on this uh, uh, font family is smaller and so essentially the font appears smaller on the screen i don't know exactly what they did but i think they should bump it up like so that it it matches better the base font size of the system font Uh, i think so too um because right now i'm looking at it on the web and i actually don't feel like it's too small or even smaller than before um so maybe it was just like an ios setting thing um not sure yeah i don't know yep all right what else uh let's see they they like they revised uh their 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 palette their colors a little bit especially the the use of their blue for highlights and stuff uh now it's way you see way less blue and usually blue just indicates some kind of like activity or or status so even from buttons they i don't know the extent of 
like if they eliminate it all. But like the big one that people seem to complain, and I agree with these people, is that the the follow or unfollow button. Personally, I feel like they they feel counterintuitive. So you have if you are not following someone, you see a big filled black you know or you know dark button that says follow, and when you follow someone, the unfollow button is. Yeah, I'm gonna follow a random person. Sorry. <laughs> Are you gonna unfollow them right after? Yeah. That's so mean. <laughs> Sorry. They won't notice. Um yeah, so so the follow button is filled in black and the unfollow is you only have a small stroke. So it's like, you know, it's like outline button. And that is almost like the opposite of before. Mm-hmm. Um so before you had blue when you didn't follow, right? Um, so anyway, that, that always feels counterintuitive. And I have like to do a double take. Like, wait, do I follow this person or not? And I kind of have to rely on the label. So anyway. This I, I don't is something think you'll get used to, though. Good. Because, um, eh. eh. well, because I think I can make an argument for why it this way would be superior. Because when you don't follow someone, like the a very primary action is to follow that person. And so, and therefore it makes sense that they use the sort of primary button color um, versus when you're already following them, it's pretty rare that you're unfollowing someone and therefore that should be the secondary button style. Uh, Sure. But you can't just abandon years and years of already established patterns in your own app well clearly you can because <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was the thing like i i looked at a sea of outline buttons saying follow and then you had like the big filled blue one saying you follow this person I'm like oh yeah cool so you I, anyway it's such yeah. a big departure that trips people i don't know i think it, it'll be an adjustment period but i get why they did this also um i don't think there is like a, a right or a wrong way to do this because mm-hmm. have you ever been confused about this on Instagram? Because Instagram uses primary button for follow and secondary for unfollow. So this is kind of matching Instagram uh, more closely also. And personally, have I ever been confused on Instagram? No, like it's been fine. <laughs> so I think it's a lot of this is just what we're used to. Um, and I can see us yeah. getting used to this new way. But it's because it's not just a primary and secondary, because you have the primary blue. And so you have three you have filled blue, filled black, or or not filled, just the outline. Right. And and, and before we had a filled blue. And so, you know, anyway, yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, it kind of makes sense if you were to design a system from scratch. I guess this could work. That's just that filled black button is so heavy. <laughs> it's so, it's so heavy that whatever. Right. Um, sure. I think I'll, I'm sure I'll get. I think it's it. it's interesting that they moved away from blue in a lot of places. Um, I wonder if that has to do with uh, spaces where they're using the purple accent color. So if you're introducing a system where you, different sections of the app have their own sort of accent color, um, then it makes sense not to you know, have your, your sort of more generic actions or highlights be one of the, the accent colors um, for a section. So now essentially it's like 
if it's a general system thing, it's black. And then if it's a tweet-specific thing, it's blue. And if it's a space-specific thing, it's purple. That makes sense. That's a Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good observation. I See, I wouldn't know because I never have the spaces tab or anything. I never see it. Yeah, I don't have it yet either, but presumably we're going to get it soon. Um, oh, and by the way, I don't think we ever addressed it here on the show, but I want to leave it on the record. I miss fleets, <laughs> and I already missed the bar at the top. Um, the one I, I'm just saying, I just wanted to, I know. It was always, anyway, like, this is my view on the fleets. It's like, I would load up the fleet, and of course, you would always be the, fir- the first person on the fleet <laughs> bar. And then I would rewatch all of the stories you had already posted to Instagram that I had already seen on Instagram. <laughs> so it's just like eh, i don't know i didn't really need that um fair but anyways rest fair. <laughs> rest in peace uh fleets rest in fleets um it is interesting like they posted a, a kind of like a, a mock-up of a bunch of screens and one of them still has what looks like the fleets bar uh up top and they have this cool like colorful rainbow ring it's like, hey, we never got that. <laughs> that looks really cool. So, yeah, hopefully one day <laughs> they can use that for something. There's a lot of interesting ideas. Like, this is, yeah, it looks a lot like these are mock-ups, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, it might not ship. This is, like this. <laughs> this is the Figma they, they use for the presentation, right, <laughs> to sell this redesign. And then we'll see what ships. <laughs> but, um, yep. I mean, I think, honestly, this looks good. This brings in more personality into twitter this is fresh i always feel like i'm on the record for every time twitter does something anything (laughs) we're like yay twitter you did it um (laughs) so that is that is nice like i the twitter is one of the services that i use the most i don't use the you know the first party app but it's nice to see twitter evolving and not you know staying with a status quo because i don't think that's that's good for for anyone so it's cool to see them uh move on this it has a bit of like a weird side effect this this redesign that brings more sort of black uh black and white interfaces is that it makes it look a lot more like instagram Um, in a sense like you remember this redesign where they stripped a lot of the colors in instagram um so there is a bit of that going on plus i think we've seen like some uh, new design options that have images that go edge to edge and that like a little bit more instagrammy um so hopefully they're able to counterbalance that through some other design elements like i think for example their illustration style is very different from anything you'd see in instagram so mm-hmm. um overall i mean i think these redesigns are i don't even i wouldn't even call this a redesign it's more like a no. design tweak um yeah, it's like a, a brand rollout kind of yeah like it's still like an overall update to many many parts of the the experience i think they're always tricky to do and people will always complain and like even we're here saying like talking about this and like oh like this hasn't shipped yet oh this hasn't shipped yet from being on the other side of this 
<laughs> you always have a long roadmap and a long vision for how you're going to roll out all of these things and how they're all going to make sense in the future. But sometimes on day one, it's a it's an incomplete thought. Let's just say, like it's a hey, it's a beginning of an idea. Um, but I I'll be curious to see how this evolves over the next few months. Uh... To your point uh, before about Instagram, I think Twitter is becoming a little bit more like Instagram in ways that Instagram is becoming a little bit less like Instagram, <laughs> right? I think some of the things that annoy uh, Instagram users are some of the things that Twitter is taking. Like I've seen a lot of comments, uh, tweets, I guess, just around like, oh, maybe Twitter can be the next Instagram, like for photography. Because just Instagram is so far away from photography at this point. Um but anyway, uh, yeah, I ag agree with you. I love seeing, I love this new Twitter design team. Not that they have a new team, but like this new, new era. Um, like I feel like in our industry, there's always the big company that feels like it has all the designers. Like it, it managed to hire all of our design Twitter. Um, and right now, Twitter is the, <laughs> the place for all the designers in design Twitter. Totally. Um, but we definitely had like. Dropbox was huge. I mean, Facebook was huge at some point. It was like the best. All yep. the designers were there. And, uh, Lyft. and then Dropbox. And then Lyft, yes. And now it feels like, yeah. And then GitHub for a while. I, mean, I think GitHub is like on, on the indie outs maybe. <laughs> and now Twitter oh, seems no. to be like the hot the hot design team. Uh, and yeah, we know a lot of people that work there. Um, and I love seeing this like design in, in the open kind of, right? Totally. Um, it's, it's inspiring. And so... Yep, love it. Good job. I like looking at these updates. Right, there's a part of me that wishes I could use the first party app. Um, you can't. What are you? What are you talking about? I can't put up with the. I ads. was. A, I was. I was a long diehard Tweetbot fan. <laughs> I can't put up with the yeah, ads. In, and the what ads? They're 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 not that bad. I have ads every three posts. <laughs> Like That's literally cool. every three posts. Because uh, like the, maybe the ad network is trying to catch up. Like, oh shit, we haven't served any ads to this user. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's really years. bad. Um, and that plus lack of chronological timeline. Like I just, I would tell you, and I would use Twitter less for sure because I would miss so many things. But um, yeah, like I really wish at one point Twitter offers like, Make me pay ten dollars a month. I will pay. I'll pay ten dollars a month to get no ads. Plus, um, the is it reverse chronological? Like not chronological. That wouldn't really make sense. But reverse chronological yeah. timeline. That would be amazing, and that would allow me to enjoy all of the nice design work that's happening <laughs> in in Twitter right now. Um, and the Should funny thing, I don't know if you if you saw uh, this tweet from Jack. Uh, was yes, it yesterday? Mention. <laughs> yeah. so, someone quote tweeted it and said, 15 years after inventing Twitter, Jack Dorsey invents Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I saw a different one. Okay. <laughs> it's like so. Basically, the tweet is he's saying that he used some kind of third-party service to create and sync a list of all of, of the accounts that he's following. Said that list to be reverse <laughs> chronological. So he can now have a good, uh, sane Twitter list <laughs> where he can read all the tweets in the right order. <sighs> so crazy. Um, I'm going to try this. By the way, that, that third-party tool is called Vicariously. 
we'll put links in the show notes. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy that Jack is effectively hacking its own like <laughs> products to do what he wants. <laughs> uh, assuming that's something he wants. Can't believe uh, it. To your point, like so again, I was a long diehard Tweetbot fan. Still, still love it, but uh, I ha- I was forced to use a Twitter uh, client when I was on my Android vacation. Um, <laughs> So I used it, and it's different. So if you're trying to like have the similar experience as you currently have with Tweetbot, you're not going to get that. You're just going to get frustrated. And I don't know how else to say this except just give the algorithm a try. Let it – just don't resist the algorithm. Just let it do its thing, and it's different. It's a different experience for sure, but it's not necessarily a bad one. Like right now, I just I've I've learned to to not just to enjoy the algorithm. But like, well, that's Twitter for me now. Like, it's it's a different <laughs> experience, but it's 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 an experience. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Give it a shot, man. I just I just can't deal with the ads. <laughs> yeah, I think I could try the algorithm on its own, but the ads really turn me off. Um, and so it feels like I need one of those things to go away, probably. <laughs> <laughs> to make it easier for me to to move to it. Fair enough. Weren't they working on like a paid thing? I don't know if you. Yeah, they do. do. You you, you can change the button color. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> no, and they have what is it like categories of bookmarks? Wasn't like an something undo tweet like or something? Oh yeah, an undo tweet on a like one minute delay or whatever. Uh, Crazy that they would charge for that. That's just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like I, again kudos for them to be trying things always there to applaud twitter when they try new things but this monthly subscription for tiny inconsequential features in the app that's not it like i'm just not <laughs> into that <laughs> um all right anyways enough <laughs> i think enough on twitter um uh, good job everyone we like this redesign. Can't wait to see where this goes. Boom. All right. So do you want to like catch me up to the latest one password drama? Because I have tried very hard to stay out of it as much as I can. Okay. I'm going to try to... This is actually pretty simple. It's just the internet being the internet. Um, one password, if you are not familiar with what a password is, is a password manager app. Pretty like old app right now in company. It's been around for a long time. It started, it has its roots and origins, which will be important. Uh, as a Mac app, like that's where it started. It has been for a long time. Uh, recently, like a year or two ago, they announced that they would raise money, uh, which made a lot of people like, hmm, another one that usually once companies raise money and try to chase the enterprise uh, business, if you will, like they kind of ruin their products, right? And you've seen this with a lot of other apps. Whatever. So long, long long time one password fans like no one liked that part <laughs> but they were like they said it's fine we just need this to be competitive with because right now there's a lot of other password managers that are getting you no know, raising money <laughs> capital um so anyway uh, and they've been since like pretty much investing a lot in their cloud uh infrastructure and now their cross-platform and all the things you probably want from a password manager anyway so the drama uh, comes because uh, today, or actually no, not today, but a couple of days ago, they announced 1Password 8, version 8, I think, um, 
and uh, someone like dug through the like the the files and oh realized that it's built in Electron. Um, and again, if you don't know what Electron is, it's another way to build desktop apps, and it's built on web technologies, so not native. Anyway, so the drama comes from a lot of like. Mac people, if you will, like diehard Mac fans, uh, not really boycotting, but saying like, oh my God, we lost it. Like, this is shit because now one password is built Electron and another one that we lost to the Electron world and no one is doing good native apps anymore. Um, Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) And so this is just the drama. Mac people are pissed. uh, And then you get... Like, really, people who do not care about this or, or see it from the other side kind of pissed at Mac people for being so elitist and, like, oh, my God, I can't can't believe these people. If it's not true, pure, native, like, it's shit and these people are whatever. So th- I think the drama is around that. It's drama around drama. <laughs> that makes sense. As always. As always. I, I don't want to feed the drama. But the, so... <laughs> My take on this particular, <laughs> yeah, no, no. My take on this particular one password thing was, I wasn't a beta. Like you can just opt in for the like beta releases in the app, hmm. and so I guess I've, I've I've been using this version for a while. Apparently, um, I didn't notice it was not native. Uh, the only things I noticed was like a couple of keyboard shortcuts stopped working. Like they, they there were new ones, which was a bit annoying. So I've been using like command. Uh, back whatever it's called not slash backslash sure command backslash for to trigger the the mini in that stop working whatever so i did not notice so my take on this drama is oh well i don't care because the experience seems to be the same right and presumably you don't use the full app that frequently right you mostly just like fill passwords say that again sorry like do you use the full-on app very frequently or do you just use the password like autofill most of the time uh yeah it depends on what you mean by very frequently like yeah i usually use to when i have to create new things or or if i need to edit a particular login or regenerate passwords and something but yes for the most part i use the not even the browser extension because that's annoying just like the mini password one password mini whatever like the little mini app that you can okay pop up and that's Um, in the menu bar right well, actually, I've hidden from the menu bar. I just triggered via keyboard chart. Oh, okay, I see. So, uh, some people, I guess Mac diehard fans, will go on activity monitor and see the RAM that because because Electron apps are have this fame of like well they use a lot of resources and you know there's all the the memes around oh you you have a top of the line computer now you can run Slack and four Chrome tabs right so there's this meme. And indeed, yes, it's less performant. Like this, it does use more RAM. Um, I, in my machine, it's not substantial. Like I did not feel my computer slower <laughs> by any means. So anyway, so my take on this drama is, okay, I, you know, so far so good. Like the reason why I don't like Electron apps or, or not that I don't like, the, my beef with Electron apps is that sometimes. Oh, you it, said it. You say you don't like Electron apps. <laughs> Cut this out. You know what? Cancel this show. Cancel it. Have you heard that, everybody? <laughs> Rafa so hates you. Usually the experience is not as good. So when the experience is as good, then I'm okay with it. 
right? So the only thing that I want to talk about or I feel like I want to address in the show is I want to try to explain why I'm doing air quotes, why Mac people dislike Electron and maybe have this like vendetta or like this this thing against Electron apps. Can I try to explain? Because I've Go been... For it. Okay, I've been I've been thinking a little bit about Welcome it. Welcome to Rafa's TED Talk. <laughs> Hi, uh, I see the like the privilege show, showing when like let's say when Sketch comes out with this whole campaign saying, "Hey, being a native Mac app is better." And a lot of people say, "Well, that's great, but also if you have a web based thing, I can run it on Windows. I can run it on a cheap Chromebook that you know not everyone can afford Macs." Blah blah blah, all that stuff, which in those are great points. Those are really great points that I will not try to dismiss or counter. Long-time Mac users, and I don't even know what long-time means in this context, But like, because I sometimes feel like, oh, I'm an old-school Mac person, but I definitely am not. My first Mac, I got it in 2008. <laughs> so That is old-school. Definitely post-iPhone. <laughs> I guess at this point it is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like... Back in the day, and you you that means whatever you think it means. Back in the day, for you to be a Mac user, you would prioritize or care about certain things that let's say most people would not. Like why would you get a Mac in the early 2000s uh, other than you would prefer the experience of using your computer if you had a Mac? Because it was a pain in the ass in terms of com- compatibility. If anyone sent you a Word file, like nothing would work or be like it was just a pain to 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 be a mac person but you did because you probably appreciated a lot like the user experience and i feel like it was such a niche small market that both the users and the developers making mac apps they had to care a lot about user experience because why else would you be a developer or a user of, of you know macs and so that's what like people who use macs then got accustomed uh, or their standards kind of were defined by that. It was a very niche uh, bubble that people that we lived in. And then, as technology in general became more mainstream, and then Macs also became more mainstream. And then, Mac stopped being a machine to run Mac apps and became like this is a computer, right? Like it, it's it, user good user experience doesn't scale, like not at that level. So if before you could rely on a user base that would pay, invest in good user experience, that does not scale. And so nowadays, you know, if you want to do that, if you want to make a product that in, in where good user experience is like high on that list, like this is my top priority and this is what customers will, like this is how I will differentiate myself from others and this is what customers will pay for, that does not scale. And today, if you want to be a product like a tech company, you have to operate at this immense, enormous scale because otherwise you have to raise millions of dollars. And you have to try to capture all the market and whatever. So these things, don't they're not compatible, unfortunately. So I feel like we still, these old school Mac people hold a lot of resentment towards these new apps that became the norm and like they're everywhere. Um, and so I think that's where they, they're coming from. Now, I still use Slack, even though it's not a native you know whatever uh because that's the reality we live in and it's like if you want to be competitive if you want to create a product you cannot afford to do, to be a native mac oh my god i i bored myself <laughs> <laughs> i mean what i they... think that's it i think i think i think i've you know 
I said what I wanted to say. I feel like in the beginning of your argument, you you were like, oh, you know, I don't want to get into the the question of like, you know, the Mac people saying that, oh, you know, we want native Mac apps because that's elitist or whatever. But it's like, but it's not like people are saying that there shouldn't also be a native Windows app. Right? Like it just, it like the presence of a native Mac experience is not uh doesn't cancel out also the possibility that there is a native experience for other platforms right mm-hmm. so i i don't see where this argument is elitist in any way i mean maybe some i mean maybe some people are are in a way but i just think in and of itself that argument just it's not because i want a nice mac app that i don't want windows people to have a nice windows app right like that doesn't sound crazy to me it's it's just such a (laughs) almost impossible business decision to hire let's say even if it's just a desktop app which nowadays you can't you have to be mobile as well hire three separate development teams right but then you get into a much more nuanced argument of like okay well what is the cost trade-off benefit but that's as a user i want and expect the best possible user experience that i want and i think it's okay that we try our best to hold companies accountable to that now at the end of the day like they will make the decisions that they will make and the reality right now is 90 percent of companies decide well electronic will be but um i don't know i personally i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you would prefer and you think it would be a, a better experience to have a mac app whether you're right or wrong and i don't think it excludes the fact that sure like i we definitely i definitely want you know windows users to be able to have their own version of one password and have it work it's just interesting that it seems like that's not even a reality (laughs) on windows like right like that (laughs) is just like windows seems so far like behind at this point that just the idea of windows having having its own bespoke native app is just like (laughs) you know we wouldn't even dream of it you know uh and Uh i don't know I don't know if that's true because I don't know yeah. that many Windows and, people. But but you t- you touched on on probably what, what is at the root of some of these arguments in like this basic miscommunication because it's not like one side versus the other. It's one side is saying I would prefer a, ma- a native thing, and the other one is like Electron is fine and it allows for faster development or whatever. Right? It's not because the Electron people are not saying no. I prefer Electron based app. <laughs> right. right. So it's. It's like we're we're, you're, we're we're asking or we're giving arguments to different conversation, to yeah. different topics. Yeah, because in a way, it's like, yeah, I think you're right that people only agree that Electron is better in ways that seem like they're other than the user experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, like, And I don't know if that's entirely fair. Not even user experience. I would say user. But yeah, but it, it's like they will say... It's better because it can be on multiple platform, which again, if you're a user of Mac or Windows, you couldn't care less <laughs> about, you know, the other platform that you're not using. Yep. Uh, unless like, you know, there are situations where you are on a cross platform thing, blah, blah, blah. But generally most people like tend to be 
you know, mm-hmm. on one platform or the other. Um, and then the other argument, I think, is that, well, these companies are able to develop features faster. And so there will be more features, which then does benefit me as a user, I think. Sure. But it is more of a theoretical argument and is more of a, like, you know, it's nice for the company who's trying to build the software, but, you know, as a user, I don't know. Like, and and I think it really depends, too, like, how many, like, new features do you want in your password manager, right? Like, there's, there's certainly... A, a core set of functionality that has to be there and has to work really well. Um, but then I don't know. I don't know that I'm begging my uh, password manager software to like constantly be having new features. Anyways, um, I think that, so for me, I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't use one password anymore and I haven't had, uh, haven't used it in over a year now. Um, why? Because I just use the password manager that's built into the system. So I don't have like a horse in this race, right? Like I saw that that and I was like, eh, all right. Um, But I think to me, like one of the challenges with Electron, like before you get into the RAM conversation is because you're essentially starting from your, you have a total blank slate. You're kind of starting from scratch that like you, any company trying to recreate system components they're never going to get it right, right? There's this sort of like uncanny valley where this mm-hmm. sort of looks like a Mac app, right? Like if you're, you don't know, and if you're not a designer, you're probably like, what are you talking about? This totally looks like a Mac app. But I can tell you, the spacing in the sidebar is all kind of wrong. Like the way the buttons are laid out just isn't how a Mac app would lay them out. The, there's just so many things that is just, that is totally not how it should be on the Mac. And so I think that's the the thing that I would say is having a native app will get you a more idiomatic experience more easily than having an electron app and i think when you have an electron app you need to invest so much more time and energy in making it feel like the system because you're manually recreating so many of these elements of the system um so or you don't even try usually would uh-huh. or you don't even try and it's just like in your own world spotify is not trying to look like a mac app at all right and and and, and one can say that's probably the right choice. Like, why do you need to look like a Mac app? And that's where you get into a more harder to explain uh, territory. <laughs> like, why is it important? Yeah, to feel like an uh, yeah. Maybe that's another episode. I don't think one password has and and has had for a long time a good user experience. <laughs> like, I don't like. I think. And this can apply to the previous version as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of the elements of this app are very clunky. And before it used to be a Mac app, and I think they got a lot of things for free. Um, Now that they don't, I mean, they're losing some of those things that they got for free. And then we're left with, like, how good is 1Password's design team 
essentially on its own. Um, and there's a lot of weird decisions. I re- like I don't know. I think you've disabled this feature, right? Like the autofill thing, like that pops up on top of the forms. Oof. Yeah. Like just terrible, right? So <laughs> there's just a lot of a, a lot of stuff here, and so now they're more on their own. I think you. There are plenty of companies that do great things with Electron, but there's also, uh, you know, as many or more that aren't doing great things with Electron. I think it's the, when you go down that path, you, it's not only a, oh, well, now we can do whatever we want. It's like, no, 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 you need to sweat the details more than if you were to make a truly native app. Uh, and I think I'm not saying that they they don't or they're they're not trying and this is a beta and you know apply all the caveats that you want but I've just seen in practice that it's people always say oh no no but like you know we'll, we're we're gonna be the good ones right like we're gonna do it right but ultimately it it is hard to happen uh, in practice so yeah I don't know uh, as I said. I don't have a, a horse in this race. Um, I would recommend giving a shot to the platform features <laughs> that are built into your operating system. They were great. Uh, of course, you don't have any sharing and like some of that stuff. But yeah, that's a big one for me. Yeah, I have a shared vault with yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, it might just be entering a couple passwords, right? Like into her phone manually, and then like you're good. How often do you do you change those passwords? You'd have to do it manually. But then how many passwords do you share and how often do you change those passwords that you share? Maybe not that often. I don't know. I see the analogy for this and like Ryan Jones will always like call out that he said it first, but oh well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one password really feels like Dropbox, right? In that sense where it used to be very simple, used to be very focused, eventually got built into the system the things that it's lacking is uh, maybe reliability, although I've had great reliability on the password manager side, uh, and the sort of multiplayer sharing collaborations. So that's not to say that Apple couldn't improve on that in the future, but um, it is admittedly still behind on that. But if you're willing to look over that, um, then it's great. Like It's fully integrated into the system, you kind of don't have it's not another thing you have to think about it uh it just works so something to consider it's free and it's free cool okay uh yeah i feel like i didn't do a good job at this i feel like i i i I come into came into the topic to feel like oh i'm gonna clear this (laughs) once and for all (laughs) so you know tune in in a couple episodes we'll revisit this topic as always our annual electron discussion um so tune in next next year. Cool. All right. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. I see here a booby track update. Well, do you want an update? What's happening? Yeah, I was just I was just curious to know where you're at because you and I have been like going back and forth. But <laughs> yeah, you've been my my you've been my my cloud kit angel. <laughs> uh, you've helped me s- a ton. Uh, Okay, booby track update. I think I mentioned here. I I forget what since when do I have to update you and or the listeners? But I, I'm working on the an iOS counterpart to my Apple Watch app. In terms of functionality UI, it was pretty fun. 
to like port this thing and and, and like get rid of the, the some of the constraints that the watch introduced in this and like all right what else can you do i mean right. the answer is not a lot i don't <laughs> want to do a lot more but anyway it was fun to port that to the phone but then you had to make these two things sync right they like that was a big one yeah <laughs> and i knew coming into this like and i think i even said it here i think i said it on the record like i know most of this work will be making these two things stay in sync not necessarily the ui or whatever and you know, I I've been using Swift UI, so most of that code was also portable, um, and so you are working on something very similar. You're also working on a Apple Watch and iOS in mm-hmm. widgets and complications, and trying to keep all of those in sync. So you you've you you kind of had a, you know a head start, and you did a <laughs> lot of um, research and work on that. So you it was so helpful. You like you kind of helped me get everything set up, and then debug something. Um, so that I manage right now, the update is it's ready. I just need to make sync more reliable, right? Uh, like right now, and it's it's not really sync, right? The data syncs to the app just fine. It's like updating the uh, widget and complication, right? Reliably, yeah. So right now, if you open either app, it triggers the sync. Everything goes up to date. Cool. So if I change my phone, the Apple Watch complication won't update for a long time i managed to add an observer and like it will update but when i try it's like well i'll I'll do it before i go to bed and then in the morning it's updated like cool (laughs) it does update but anyway in the other way around as well so if i change it on the apple watch app the widget on the phone won't update for a long time Mm, yeah uh yeah, that, so, that is super annoying. So annoying. One thing I realized too, because I technically have that same problem. The reason I think it hasn't been as big of a deal is most of the time. So my app, by the way, what is what it does is uh, allow you to track events, right, and count down how much time you have until a certain event. Um, but most of the time, the interactions you have are inside the app. Um, and then presumably like it should also update the, uh, the watch, uh, complication, but it's, it's kind of like a set once and then kind of forget. And so once it's syncing properly, then it's just, it just stays there and it does its thing and it keeps updating from that point. Um, so, so for you, the user is constantly interacting with these for me, they're doing it maybe once or twice every couple of months um and you can easily kind of you know it's annoying but i can just tell the users oh yeah like when you set a new event like just open the watch app and it'll sync like it's it sucks because i i wish i could find a better way but there's just i just i honestly i haven't been able to find any any way to do it really like uh so i'd be curious if anyone's listening to the show and has a solution knows how we can update complications or a widget in the background as a result of a notification we're getting the notifications it's just it won't update the complication or the widget um i would love to to figure this out i to be honest i don't think i'll spend a lot more time on this because right now it's like it's it's annoying you can still use the app in a way right so i and most people don't have Apple Watches. I would assume, like most people only use it on one device. Hmm. Um, and also, in your case, 
if the person does have an Apple Watch, they're mostly using it on the on the Apple Watch. Hopefully, yeah, that that's my assumption. Like whatever you, you decide, like it's the platform you're going to use it the most. That's probably where you're going to use it. Um, but still, like I, it's an assumption. And I don't, I don't want to rely too heavily on that assumption because I can also see like if you had a widget. I don't know, maybe your watch is charging or something. You just look on your phone. And, and for me, uh, yes, yeah, not only to your point, uh, the user is entering more data or changing data more frequently than in your use case, but also a lot of this data is passively. Like like you might just glance at a notification to check which boob and like if you're not really paying attention or, or like double checking, mm, but it has that update, is that really the right, right one? Um you might not even think of like opening the app to, to 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 check or something. So, the compli- the the extension, either that be the complication or the widget, the, themselves are like you know important, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so yeah, I, I I still have like a couple other things that I want to pursue. It's just some CloudKit notification thing that I saw in a WWDC session. I have to revisit that again. Hmm. I was kind of hoping that someone would say, oh, just use this. I know. <laughs> or, or any Stack Overflow answer. Like, oh, I did this. I, have, I haven't found that. Yeah. I mean, some people say, oh, just uh, do reload all, uh, <laughs> all widgets. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing that. And it's doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so... S- Still, the, the, when I said that, I eventually they eventually do update in the background. Uh, that's what I am doing. I'm just like NS Observer for like remote notification thing. And when it does, yes, reload all widgets or just do a reload complication. That's what I am doing. But I think those the system is like managing those those updates yeah. and definitely like prioritizing them. And I think if you call that function like too often, you will get like put in the corner like no 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 time time out for you <laughs> you've been abusing the power so there's also some some optimization i can do there for sure cuz uh yeah sometimes like i trigger a refresh like you know four times in a second or something and that's probably something some yeah. optimization i can do like billy eilish would say try not to abuse your power <laughs> all right should we recommend things for people yeah. Um, so my recommendation this week is a website where both of us have been featured called yeah. setups.co. Um, so good. And yeah, it's one of the many websites <laughs> that do this, I would say. Like it's, it's certainly not a unique concept. Um, but, uh, basically this website kind of collects a bunch of workspaces, um, mostly for, from designers, I think. Like there's, some non-designer folks, but I would say design adjacent uh, people. <laughs> um, and it's really clean, really nice. Um, it's a nice dose of inspiration if you're setting up your home office. Um, and what I wanted to say is the coolest thing from this, because people, I mean, we've talked about this before, how like we every now and then like we'll get people ask us like hey like would you want to do an interview or would you want to do a whatever um and usually they like send you a bunch of questions on on twitter dms or maybe they'll send a google doc or something um what's really cool about setups is uh the the person who makes it uh, uh apologies if i don't pronounce your name right uh siddharth um he 
like basically created an entire CMS that's optimized for submitting your pictures and your information. And it looks really good. It's really awesome. And I don't know how it was for you, but for me, he saw some of my pictures somewhere else and he pre-populated my pictures into the CMS. So when I got the link, all the pictures were right there. All I had to do was fill out like the unique information that I had that I had to fill out. Like that was such a great experience <laughs> for the contributor. Um, and it was just like so cool. Um, so it's a good website. Uh, and I think now anyone can just submit um, their own spaces or at least you can kind of apply um, to be featured. So it's a great little website. Uh, I think you can even like follow them on, on Twitter. I don't know if there's a, a newsletter or anything like that, but uh, they're pretty they're pretty fun. Uh, there is. Uh, I did not get my pictures pre-populated, but I agree with you. The 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 thing was the, the whole experience was great. I already like asked uh, him if I could just update because uh, I've I've updated a couple items in my setup since, <laughs> and I like the idea of having like a source of truth. So like if anyone asks me, oh, what's that thing? I can just send them to this link. Right. So so, <laughs> what are you on that? But yeah, I love this. And one thing that you didn't mention, but I think it's also uh, makes it quite unique, uh, is that. They will manually like uh, catalog all the items you're entering. So then there's like a database. You can see like, oh, show me all the setups that have an XDR pro display or something. Yes. Or like show me everyone who's using this mouse or something, um, which is also a good way to browse for like if you are looking to uh, invest in your setup or something like there's sections like monitors and you can see the staff picks like what are which ones are the most popular monitors with these people these creatives that is that's cool that's pretty cool uh it does require which i assume manual work so you know give them a word of appreciation this it takes work uh <laughs> it's good stuff and yeah i love i love seeing all of our friends there yeah <laughs> Because, like, first post was uh, Carlos, like, CJ Malagrido. Yep. And then you were, like, shortly after. And then I was also, like, one or two after. And then, you know, it's like I, I, I do know a lot of people featured here. And that, that is nice. Like, oh, yeah. We're all we're all big family. Yeah, totally. <laughs> people who nerd out way too much about their desk. <laughs> yeah, so it's really fun. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, hey, David Darns. Um Dave Darns was here in this show talking about his uh, iMac. Uh, you cannot check his update, his uh, setup. He's in the show notes. He's there. He's, he's the most. The, I'm so impressed by setup. all the stickers. All the stickers. <laughs> I'm, I really need to look through all my drawers to see if we still have a layout sticker left <laughs> that I can send him. Because <laughs> uh, it will look really great. So, And I like how I think he's really, really close to completely like covering the entirety of I the know. surface which means that if he wants to put more stickers he'll have to cover others so you know there's like this 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 battle for for the the top spot so that's i've always yeah. found that well back, back when offices existed uh <laughs> You know, different people would have different policies for stickers. Um, I've been a no sticker uh, kind of person on my laptop, unsurprisingly. But um, 
I've always found that the people that have there, so then there's some people that have a couple stickers, right? They're like mm-hmm. nicely spaced out, and then there's people that have their entire laptop is just covered. There's like three layer of stickers, <laughs> right, <laughs> on top of each other on the laptop, mm-hmm. and I've always thought. If you're gonna put stickers on your laptop, go all in. Like that always looks the best when it's fully covered. Like you can't see any aluminum. It's just stickers all the way down. Um, so, and I feel like Dave, Dave's desk is like very rapidly ap- approaching that at a desk size, which is very impressive. <laughs> so, I love uh, it. I'm with you on that one. Either go all in or don't go at all. Yeah, uh, I remember the Netlify. At some point, I don't know if the, like how mandatory it was, but they asked us for the company issued laptop to put a Netlify sticker. Oh, really? And I was like, okay. So what I did was they had the single like Netlify gem sticker, but it was still it was like big enough that it would cover the whole like Apple logo. Mm-hmm. So so small, but substantial so what i did was it was a smaller one they had the jam and the logo type Mm. Uh, and so what i did was i just cut off like the the jam part from the rest of the sticker and it was a black and white tiny little jam (laughs) and then i put it on the underbelly of the laptop (laughs) you know like (laughs) oh my god by the feet like dead in the center and that actually looked okay i would never see it (laughs) but it's there this is (laughs) the like the smallest (laughs) amount of company pride i've ever seen (laughs) <laughs> like please hey put put our logo on your laptop and you're like sure how about a place where nobody will ever see it <laughs> that's that's amazing hey, i didn't design the logo it's, it's also a great logo. example of like working against the system <laughs> it's just like i see what you're trying to do here and it's totally dumb and i can play Fight the game the power. Too. <laughs> it's like i've done this before some stores when you go in the store, they ask you like for your email address or your phone number when you're just buying something. And they're like, mm-hmm. why the heck do you need that? Right? You mm-hmm. just want to like send me spam phone calls or subscribe me to your stupid email newsletter that I want nothing to do with. And so I always usually say, oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. Thanks. Um, and most of the time they get the memo and they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Sometimes they really insist and like they're like, but I really need an email or I really need a phone number. Or sometimes they even say like, oh, well, this is on sale, but I can't give you the promotion unless you give me the thing. And I'm like, okay. Like oftentimes they have these like little business cards. I'm like, okay, here's my email. (laughs) It's info at Nike.com. That's my email. And then usually they like they're like, fine. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> I was just like, this is such a stupid thing, right? So you want to like force me to uselessly enter an email address or a phone number? Well, I will play this game with you, <laughs> but I don't think you're gonna win. So, and I know like oftentimes these like you know I try I try to be nice to <laughs> nice to people and and like I know that it's. Probably not their personal choice, but sometimes I feel like, hey, let's work together on this, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't want to give you my email. Just put in whatever, 
right? Put in, yeah. put in random gibberish. I don't care. But don't, you know, patronize me and, and make me feel like I have to put in an email because I know I don't. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. <laughs> so annoying. It's kind of like the, the, I guess, modern equivalent of trying to sell people like a gold-plated cable. It's just so dumb. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, those are recommendations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't prepare. I don't... I guess I guess I can recommend glass. You know, it's it's a new thing. It's that's what people are talking about. And uh, glass, if you do not know, is a new app, iOS only for the time being. Uh, it's a bootstrap uh, company. Uh, Tom Watson. Uh, he's you mean, in Amsterdam. You, you mean they use Bootstrap? Uh, yes, on an Electron iOS app. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, it's it's an it's a new think Instagram, but for photography. No algorithms. No ads. And it's focused on photography. It's a paid thing. <laughs> like, it's it's good. It's good stuff. And I've been ever since I, when I got my my real camera and I uh, invested a little bit more into photography in my life, I immediately wanted something like this. Uh, and I was lucky enough, like around that same time, that's when they allow me into their beta, and I was, um, I tried it then. And uh, it's good now that a lot of people are in there. Finally, uh, the app is changing; like it's becoming very interesting. Uh, if you want to try it, you unfortunately you still you'll be put if you just sign up, you'll be put into a waiting list. I have some invites left. I also so, do because you invited okay, me. Okay, great. So if you if you are uh, on the waiting list and you would really like to get in, in you know I don't want to have to say this, but like just. Be aware that this is there's a 14 day trial, but it's a paid app. So if you're like, oh, I will never pay for this, maybe give the you know let other people have their shot. But if you want an invite, uh, maybe send a DM to our layout Twitter account at layoutfm, and we'll we'll send you an invite until you know stock uh, <laughs> limited stock. But you know, cool. That's it. That's uh that's uh that's it. Nice recommendation we did it i'm still waiting for your post there my post kevin i posted yeah, something glass. oh really yeah i just posted one thing but <laughs> like a random picture also i don't know if you get this but oh, yeah. i'm always signed out <laughs> oh shit really yeah i have to re-sign in every time so yeah, i remember this picture from instagram kevin clark just before we go um this is my plea this is my plea you have to update your avatar, <laughs> your, your profile picture. Kevin. This should Kevin, be the end of the episode. <laughs> you just end there. I, I, I will never. I mean, it. no disrespect. Like, this picture is so old by now. No, in, in, in two ways. Old. One old as in like, we've been looking at it for so long and you do maybe you got something fresh. But second, it is old. Like you were so young here. Like, and, and it, and it shows like it's, you've aged so much. No, I mean, in, in an appropriate amount, <laughs> but like you are different Thanks. today than you are in the picture. Um, I mean, honestly, you look better now than here. 100%. So, so I feel like it's, it's time. I mean, I'm very awkward, like when it comes to profile pictures. Like I don't, like, I don't like taking my own picture, so I just wait until other people take pictures of me. But I will, ne- like, I don't pose for other pictures. Like, yeah, 
you know, take a good picture of me to use on my as my avatar. So I'll just rely on the rare chance that it does happen. <laughs> it's funny because you're you're the first person to suggest that I should update my profile picture. <laughs> see, I know that's not true. <laughs> I know that's not true. I know there's dozens of us just pressuring, applying well, pressure. Well, I don't know. Tweet at us. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I just, I just want this to be the the the. The straw that breaks the camel's back, or whatever. This is the ca- um, canonical version of me. <laughs> it, it is not. It is not meant to be blown up very big, and you can see the detail. It is meant for small usage. It's like I need, I need like a, a dynamic font for my profile picture, <laughs> where it's like it's scale. Like there's more and more detail <laughs> the bigger uh-huh. the picture is. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't have good pictures. And I also think like, I find that hard to believe. Now it's I become it I so here's the thing. I'm usually the photographer. Mm-hmm. I'm not the model. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm very picky about this. Like I think the profile pictures need to look great at a very small size. And there's also personally, I hate when people change their pictures because I don't recognize them anymore and so uh, and i even feel this for myself like i want to minimize disruptions in my profile picture because it just this is a picture that just feels like the internet version of me um there is something that i i saw uh a friend of mine sent me uh and there's this guy on the internet i can try to find the blog post but i probably won't um that has been recreating his profile picture for many many years so i don't know if it's every year or every other year he will go back and recreate the background and take a picture with the same position so you have like updated versions of him in a picture that looks kind of the same when you don't really think about it but he just looks slightly older (laughs) and i love this idea although i think it would be hard to (laughs) Rick read that one because uh, we don't. Well, we don't have any offices, but we don't have that office anymore. So, dude, you can even just. I assume you have a, a high res version of this one. Oh, you mean like you could even like cut extract out. the background? Yeah, you you can make this can if you, you want. This would be an interesting project, and just like update the thing for like a day and see if anyone notices. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I know I would. I, you know, to, to be fair. To, by the way, I don't know if you can hear the baby crying. I'm sorry. No, this I is, can't. This is my life now. I don't, okay, good. Uh, if if people can hear it, sorry, not sorry. Um, to be fair, your picture is like it's it's close to a perfect profile picture, as in like the 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 the, the size of like the outline of your head is like the right proportion. You get a little bit of shoulder, but not the whole shoulder. You want too much, mm-hmm. uh, like the. You know, there's 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 enough contrast. It's like there's clearly you can clearly tell where the person starts, where the person in the background uh, starts. The background is not like one single call or barring. Like there's something, but provides a good con. This is like a perfect profile picture, in my opinion. Yep. As like by the way, my current one definitely not. There's no contrast. It's like all white. It's just you can't even tell where my head starts and ends. <laughs> it's it's bad. But so I have to I have to give you that. So I understand it's you don't even have that much motivation to get a new one because you you probably think that the new one will be worse. Yeah, but exactly. I am, and to, it's not that I but, haven't looked. 
Like, I have looked through the pictures, and every time I think, <laughs> no, this is the worst <laughs> profile picture. Uh, that's not to say it's impossible. It. I mean, if we if we know any photographers here in Montreal and want to spend hours and hours with the with me and with the <laughs> no. potential that I'm going to look at all of your hard work and say, no, the old one is still better. <laughs> let me know. I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just apply like a Snapchat filter to your current one. Just like age it, you know, like put 10 years on it. Just got some beard going on or yeah, something. Yeah, what, what was that Russian app that we all used for a while that made us look old? Wasn't it like the face swap? No. Yeah. The, just, I think it was face app. Wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar. What happened with that? Uh, it got built in into Snapchat and all the other things. All right, buddy, I have to go. I have a crying baby. Um, let's let's do an outro. Follow us on Twitter, and again, if you want a glass invite, DM us on Twitter. We are at Layout FM. I am at Ravahari. Go and check my uh, non-contrasty avatar, and go check the fifty-year-old uh, avatar picture from Kevin at Vernal Kick on Twitter. And our website is Layout.fm. Uh, check it out if you want to look at like all the other. Uh, episodes links to subscribe show notes links to no more if you want to sponsor this show all the good stuff and uh yeah in the meantime well i'm gonna try to make this app sync and <laughs> yeah i'll talk to you next week maybe uh, yeah maybe right now is a bit spotty <laughs> Sorry about we're that. on uh, baby time uh, here so yeah baby, baby decides time. all right bye buddy baby's deciding that i have to end this now <laughs> okay all right talk to you soon bye bye